the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Thanks for joining me this morning here on Auto Talk Radio. If you're transitioning from Garden Talk to Auto Talk Radio, they were talking about some cool things. Didn't understand the whole bare-rooted, potted, etc., but good stuff. Always. Those guys know their plants like no other. So, if you need a plant, go check them out. Walter Andrews and Nursery. Cool stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, I uh, appreciate you joining me this morning here on Auto Talk. Um... We're not going to talk about plants. We're going to talk about cars and everything else. So, uh, But uh, you can give me a call here at one 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Um, love to get everybody in and be able to talk to you about anything you want to automotive related. So uh, like I said, give me a call one 1170 A couple things talking about this morning. Um, how important is it to... Uh, and what does it mean when that check engine light comes on? Things that should be uh, checked and how important is it to get it in? And, and we're going to talk about some of that. But like I said, anything automotive related, we're happy to uh, discuss with you. Um, Mr. Steve, who's a listener and often emails uh, back and forth with me, did send uh, sent me an email after our last show. Um, so he always has some good stuff. Uh in in back and forth, we were talking about uh, the lithium batteries for the EVs and salt water causing the fires, which is something that we uh, kind of touched on. Uh, cars, cars, electric cars that have been uh, submerged um, in the hurt, like a hurricanes when we have those kind of uh, natural disasters, et cetera. Those cars are the corrosion caused by the salt water and the. Uh, um, lithium batteries etc and on those cause those cars to just spontaneously sometimes combust and start on fire um which a lot and also in accidents so protocol is and and, and a lot of uh, first responders have had to learn how to deal with especially firefighters deal with uh, electric vehicles when there's a problem with them as far as that if they're in an accident or you know such as this but they um if not uh, disconnected properly uh, or even if they are still the battery uh, can catch on fire and it can wait for a while and then just catch on a fire all of a sudden. So um, we were going back and forth on that. That is why I was saying when uh, tow yards now, they make sure and leave these cars far away from any buildings and then spots between 
each car separated when they put these. They uh, most uh, of them have figured out uh, to leave the cars um, um, with quite a bit of space. That way, it, these and they put electric cars in a special area because, um, like I said, they can just catch on fire. And obviously, if they're too close to anything, they catch it on fire too, which is what you don't want. So one one of the downfalls of electric cars when it comes to accidents and, and submerged in water, et cetera. So keeping an eye on those. Um, and there's these serious unintended consequences, obviously. Uh, we were also talking about computer controlled issues because, you know, as we were talking, we t- I spoke to Al and he was talking about the draw. Uh, um, draws were much easier on 1990 and older cars when the, the complexity was um, not there in these vehicles. So uh, now there's so many modules in that, that it, it, I mean, and we do this all the time, but it takes, takes the, the knowledge to figure out what's staying awake and not going to sleep. So um, if you're well-trained in it, uh, then you're good, you know? Um, but uh, he was, it was funny cause we went back and forth and uh Obviously, we can't have old cars anymore. The reason we have all the electronics on cars is not any, they're more efficient, but uh, emissions wise, everything else, you know, just so much. We've come so far. I mean, I was, I was involved in the smog program in the, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. We struggle with so many cars. And probably don't remember, or you do. Uh, Hyundai, the first car Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai brought here, um, was an Excel. It was carbureted four cylinder. It was a piece of junk. Every time you saw one of those come in for a smog, you were like, it's going to fail. And then uh, you knew you were going to struggle with it to get it in line so that it would pass. Those cars were just terrible. We've come leaps and bounds these days when it comes to that. There's no question about it. Cars run so well. And they'll and they uh, monitor themselves so well that uh, when in there is a problem, they do pick up. And obviously, then the check engine light comes on. One of the things that we're discussing today. Um for the most part. So they're, they're pretty good at, uh, at, uh, um, telling on themselves now as before they could run bad. They might set a check engine light. You get a code that would you click out, but diagnosing them was a lot of pen testing. And we still do that today, but, uh, um, we have a circuit then we go through tests. I mean, we've gotten really, really good at this and a lot, and, and the cars are so much better too. And they drive so much better. We're getting so much more performance out of a four-cylinder turbocharger than you ever thought you would back in the day. So, kind of cool stuff. Um, we were talking about me and Steve back and forth. He said a neighbor of his wouldn't buy a car newer than 2,000 model year. Um, uh, so, and the engine fire control and emission systems should remain. But Nick's all the fluff stuff with the ignition off, which is hard to do. All, all those wonders are things that everybody wants on vehicles now. So even I'm a modules like, and then some of this stuff is also saving lives. When we talk about a v- collision avoidance systems, ADOS, um, some great stuff, trackable headlights. When you turn the headlights track, things like that. I mean, they create a better environment for driving and safer for people outside the car and for the driver of the car. So good stuff though. Um, but then we, uh, he said, thing, uh, the the Ford Maverick that was introduced uh, in April on April night, April seventeenth, nineteen sixty nine, is a nineteen seventy model, a very competitive price point of nineteen hundred and ninety five dollars. Imagine that, 
That was in uh, early 1969. Um which is equivalent to about $13,921 in 2021. So we don't, we still don't have $14,000 cars out there, though, brand new. Um, does anybody remember the Yugo? So the Yugo was an interesting vehicle. That was uh, in 1986, 87, 88, I believe. Right around there. You could get a brand new Yugo for $39.95, $4,000. What an interesting thing. Uh, it ran a Renault drivetrain, and it was a box and a piece of junk. But still, it, you could buy a car for $4,000. That car also was easy to roll over if you pulled up the emergency brake while turning the front, the wheels hard. Um, the car would flip on its side. So, um, But uh, it, it didn't stick around for long. Hugo went bankrupt, of course. But they were actually producing and selling cars for $4,000 new interesting that car would never live today because it didn't have the emissions capabilities or anything required um but the maverick uh back then was uh marketed as a subcompact import fighter intended to compete against the new japanese rivals from north america primarily back then we had Datsun and toyota Datsun is now nissan of course they had changed their name along the way and toyota is just still toyota lots of great models out there for both of them but uh um yeah, just some interesting facts. And I Steve, I appreciate you sharing all that with me. Um but uh good stuff. And I thought I was gonna reply back to you, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna share a bunch of this on the radio. So um great stuff that uh he often sends in when we're chatting back and forth. So um and I, I appreciate those. Appreciate everybody uh uh, joining in and stuff. one 888 Give me a shout here. Like I said, we'll talk about anything automotive related today. Running down, we're talking about uh, check engine lights and uh, and a couple different things as far as that goes. Um, automotive related wise, uh, but always happy to talk about anything. Um, so let's see what other automotive articles I got good stuff in here yep always some good good automotive stuff so um and you know a lot we're going to be talking a lot more as we have we've done a show on electric vehicles obviously um evs you know because that's a big thing now and in this state they're trying to uh by 2034 we're going to uh uh end up going to all electric vehicles for sale here they're that's that's their goal right now. We'll see what happens. Once again, we've talked several times about uh, the the ability to uh, produce that many vehicles, and then also um, the infrastructure to be able to charge that amount of vehicles. Um, we're nowhere near that. And uh, is it twenty thirty five, twenty thirty four, twenty thirty five? Somebody where? But just keep in mind that what what are we twelve years away from that? Thirteen years away from that? I don't think the infrastructure is going to come to that. And a lot of us in the automotive field have talked about this several times. The other thing is um, one of the big things we talked about with EV vehicles and is, is the carbon footprint to produce an EV vehicle. Cause folks think, you know, they're saving the environment. Sometimes when you buy one of these vehicles, um, I'll give you this. They're definitely cool. They're fun to drive and stuff like that. And they do have their purpose. I'm not, nothing against that because you can use them. Like, especially if you spend all day running around town, hey, you know what? I get it. 
for sure. Especially got solar on your house and you can charge the car and it's, I get it for sure. It'd be worthwhile for that to have a car like that. If you do a lot of running around during the, the week or even on the weekends, you know, as far as that goes, but, uh, to, the carbon footprint to produce those vehicles from cradle to grave is larger than it is for its gasoline brother. So just keep that in mind and not to mention, and, and that includes because of all everything that has to be done to get those raw materials to produce the batteries and everything else that goes along with the car. So I forget the tons of earth that must be unearthed to uh, get enough uh, um, precious metals to produce one of those batteries, but it's tonnage. So, and, and I had looked this up previously. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. And how do you think you unearth that? That's the big old diesel stuff working away to uh, un- undig all that stuff so that you can uh, have your electric battery, etc. Um, there's been a big talk about uh, salt and sea out here in, uh, um, in east of us. Uh, they have one of the largest deposits of lithium underneath Salton Sea in the world. But then there's a whole thing about somebody was talking about putting it back to um, making it a preserve or that. I don't know. It's kind of a um, thing there. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. They might start digging digging uh, lithium out there and uh, eventually. So you just never know. All right, folks, one 888 That's 888-344-1170. I'm going to take my first break here real quick. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 at 96.1 FM in North County. Give me a shout when we return. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. As we're discussing all things automotive, hope you're all up and about this morning and uh, getting out there. And looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend. It's a little chilly um, in the uh, high 30s this morning. Uh, up in uh, North County there when, when I got up before the sun came up. Um, looks like now we're running a temperature of uh, just about uh, in the low 40s, about 42 up there. So I'm sure out in East County it's the same. Maybe a little warmer here in UTC area where I'm at, but it's a chilly morning, but the sun's up and you didn't see a cloud in the sky. So it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, welcome to winter, I guess I would say, because that's about where we're headed here. <laughs> with the temperatures changed quickly in the past few weeks. So is what it is though, right? That's what happens. Hey, I do want to remind folks auto talk radio is brought to you by the West automotive group, which consists of West Escondido automotive and transmission up at 2200 auto parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and star certified taking care of folks up there for coming up on 30 years now. And West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved and uh, taking care of folks out there in East County for around 10 years now. Jeez, quite a while, man. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right over there in central San Diego, uh, taking care of folks over there for five years, roughly, something like that. 
five, six, coming up on six, something. It's a while. And uh, uh, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, of course, 5726 Miramar Road, Nice Gate Mall. AAA approved and star certified for smog taking care of folks over there. We're coming up on four years here just shortly. All of us, the West Automotive Group, me, myself, and employees come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to find out about what quality automotive service and repair is about. We're here to take care of you and your vehicle properly, and that's what we do. And uh, all of my employees are amazing at it. So uh, get your appointment, get your vehicle in. Let's get it looked at. We'll go from there. Um, The best money ever spent, I always tell folks, is on a diagnosis by a qualified technician at a quality facility. Um, You can't go wrong that way. Um, you, you will know what's wrong with your vehicle and you can make an educated decision on what you want to do as far as repair wise. We'll help you along with that. And, uh, you're not just throwing money down a rabbit hole. So it's good to know in the beginning what's up. Um, the West automotive group is also proud to offer. We have the six months, no interest for your vehicle service repair needs. Uh, you can apply it with any of my writers or managers, etc. They'll get you all taken care of. Uh, one of those cards is amazing to have. You can use it over and over again anytime you need service or repair, and it gives you six months to pay for it. it takes a little, gives you a little bit of breathing room, as I like to say. Um, you can also take advantage of our, our quality diagnosis or our certicare transmission diagnosis. Um, we are the experts when it comes to transmissions and uh, diagnosis of anything else. So. Uh, this is why I hire master certified technicians, but uh, uh, stop in or jump on westautomotivegroup.com. Any of our four loca- locations, we can get you an appointment, get you in, and get you diagnosed properly. Um, go to westautomotivegroup.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We always send little tips out, cool stuff, especially during the holidays. Um, usually, uh, my uh, social media people send out uh, like different pie recipes, cool stuff like that, too. That's not even automotive-related, but fun stuff, so for sure. Um, but you can uh, always follow us there. So once again, westautomotivegroup.com, and you can click on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and become become a follower. You can also go on westautomotivegroup.com to make appointments, uh, read up on us, see what we're all about, um, get a phone number for any location. It's all there, westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, you can click on the Auto Man segments. I'm the Auto Man for the CW and Fox 5 during the week. So uh, check that out. Uh, you can go from there. It also They also post there. That's our YouTube channel right there. It'll take you to. So after they're done at the uh, um, each week uh, for the uh, TV stations, uh, then they're posted there. And you can check them out if you missed them. You can also click on Auto Talk, which our podcasts from here are posted. Um, and you can download them all straight from there if you want or you can also go get all the podcasted uh, apple podcast google podcast pandora deezer stitcher spotify iheart radio.com and tune in we're everywhere so um you know or you can just go to uh, 1170 a.m uh, morning shows and you can listen live etc so great great stuff uh check it out any place that uh, you can so that once again that's westautomotivegroup.com you can email me also at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com and uh, happy to chat with you. But give us a call here, one 888 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, I'm happy to talk to you about. And we're talking, like I said today, about check engine lights and, and issues with vehicle, as far as that goes. Most, and one of, one of the things that this we're talking about also is, so most motorists have a misconception. Check engine light comes on on your vehicle. 
make an appointment, you bring it in. Most folks think we just plug plug what's called a scanner um, into the vehicle and it tells us what's wrong. Nothing could actually be further from the truth. Now, today's quality equipment, and we use a lot of OEM scan equipment as far as that goes, um, is interactive and we can do make certain things happen with the vehicle, try different things. We can uh, test data, uh, watch live data, things like that that help us diagnose it. But the codes that you're talking about just give us a, 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 sen- a system that's picked up a problem. So in other words, could be, uh, you know, like you get an EVAP large leak. Well, it doesn't tell you where the leak is. Now you have to start testing. We got to run the smoke test or EVAP test or close the solenoids off, make sure they all work. There's so many things that we do in, in the process of this to determine what's wrong with it. So that's where the proper diagnosis comes in. Uh, just knowing the code doesn't help you diagnose. It doesn't diagnose the car for you. It does help you. It gives you the system, like I said. So um, very important. It's important to follow the proper steps to get to finding the culprit of what's wrong with the vehicle as far as that goes. And, and actually, so what's failed? Is it a sensor? Is, do we have a wiring problem? Do we have a ground problem? Do we have a module problem? Uh, is there a driver problem? There's so many things that could go wrong with a vehicle as far as that goes. All right, real quick, let's grab a Jim in Oceanside. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How are you, sir? Doing fine, and you? I'm doing amazing. Yeah, I had a question about uh, oil. I'm, I have an old Porsche. Okay. And I've been using 20W50 in it, but uh, I used to use 50-weight oil, and I can't find it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, do you have a line on that, or do I have to order online? Probably order online. I don't even, I don't even know any, any auto parts stores that carry fit, straight 50-weight oil any longer. What year is your Porsche? It's a 64. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's the old Boxer Flat 4. Very cool, though. What a, what a cool little car. Yeah, it's nice, but uh, just uh, if you want to keep the motor, they said to use 50. Gotcha. Uh, uh, I've been using the 20W50 in it, but I don't know if that's the wisest thing to do. Well, that is actually a 50-weight oil, uh-huh. and it's a 20-weight when it's cold. So that that's yeah. the, how that kind of works in its flow rate. So actually, to be honest with you, um, it, it flows better when it's cold than a straight 50 does. Uh-huh. So I, I would think that, uh, you know, and, and unless somebody out there is going to prove me wrong, I would think 2050 be a great weight oil to run in that vehicle. So in okay. replacement of the 50 weight, I would. Um, but, you know, uh, I actually have a really good friend that that's what he, he all he does is Porsches. And when I talk to him, I'm going to ask him. So I'll ask him about your car as far as that goes. Right. I don't we don't work on a lot of those older Porsches, um, but uh uh, yeah, I, I would think the 2050 would be a, a, a good replacement for the okay. straight 50. I would. I, I do all the service and everything on that myself mm-hmm. just to keep sharp. Gotcha. Uh, but, uh, you know, fluids are real important. Absolutely. And keeping them changed properly and all is extremely important. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. No problem. Hey, thanks for listening and uh, have yourself a wonderful, safe weekend. You bet. You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. What a, what what a good question as far as that goes. Um, you know what? I need to. Uh, um, I have a good friend of mine that uh, that's all he does is Porsches and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and and uh, vehicles exotics. Um, so I will when I talk to him, I'll ask him about that uh, older Porsche there and see uh, what he says versus a fifty weight 
oil. I would think the 2050 would be a great replacement, though, because the 20 weight would flow better when the engine's first cold. And then, of course, it's a 50 weight. So, but uh, I'll find out. We'll go from there. So that's that's actually why they started making or why they designed. They went from just a straight weight oil to a uh, multi-weight like that. Um, is because it was better lubricating in certain situations like when the motor's cold and first cranked over, which is important to get good lubrication initially without question as far as that goes. All right, so one 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, we're happy to talk to you about. Uh, um, right now we're talking about check engine lights and the misconception that you just plug in and tells you what's wrong. So... Just retrieving the code does not solve your problem. A sensor can set a code and the sensor's not faulty. So in a good example of this often is uh, what we were talking about EVAP just a second ago, which is a great thing. But another great example of this is like an oxygen sensor picks up and sets an oxygen sensor lean code. Well, 99.9% of the time, it's not the oxygen sensor or the air-fuel ratio sensor. It's picked up a problem as far as the system is lean and it's trying to tell you, Hey, this is some lean. You need to find out why. So, which could be anything from a vacuum leak to a massive flow sensor problem to, I mean, you just go on and on and on. So, um, those are really good prime examples and easy for me to pick out to, uh, just show that a code for, for a sensor doesn't mean that sensor is bad. So, and throwing a sensor at a car can create even more issues. So, um, and it's never good to replace items that are not faulty on a vehicle and, and it can become costly if you start just throwing parts at a vehicle. That's for sure. Um, but these sensors do pick up something's wrong. They do set, set codes for, for the system. And then we go in and we start diagnosing. And like I said, pen testing, going through, uh, um, the steps required to determine which components has actually failed. And that's where diagnosis by a qualified technician is so important for sure all right good morning Bodie. what's happening good morning sir what's you up to uh five foot eleven and three quarters yeah <laughs> you lost that quarter over the past couple of years huh <laughs> yes too much too much inhaling <laughs> there you go <laughs> what's uh, happening i just this may be a simple question but you know for my whole life, it's like, you know, 10, 20, zero, 5, you know, all these numbers. Yeah. Uh, how did, they, you know, what, what's the story? How do they design a, a product that does a certain viscosity when it's cold, and then when it gets hot, it changes viscosity? I, I'm not an engineer. I don't. Oh, okay. I just go by what so they tell me. So I actually believe okay. them. I guess I could research this a little more, huh? And no, but. No, uh, no, it's. It's very. It's a very technical question. Yeah. Well, my point to that is, is they engineer these with with the flow rates and and that. So it's it's a um, it's a very interesting uh, 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 process. But uh, yeah. And and yeah, I don't know. It's I I don't know exactly how it's done, but but they figured it out. They sure have. There's no question about it. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing when you think about it. <laughs> It it is actually amazing they could do that because back in the old days and like when that car was originally made they're talking about um, the yeah. the we just ran straight oil we ran a forty weight right. and we ran a fifty weight yeah. you know I don't even yeah. think there was thirty weights back then we were we were we ran some pretty heavy oils 
um, all the time, you know. Uh, today's vehicles, though, you put a 50-weight oil in a vehicle today, uh, you'll get all kinds of noises out of them. First off, the tolerances are so much tighter than they used to be. So right. to flow an oil that thick in like a newer vehicle, one of the turbo vehicles, you'd burn up bearings and everything else because it just won't flow. It'll damage it over time. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I'm a health coach. It's one of the things I do. And uh, the doctors talk about thick blood mm-hmm. versus a thinner. You know, you want your blood to be a certain viscosity so it flows. Correct. And it doesn't get, you know, you get arteriosclerosis and all that stuff. And then now you're trying to run a big volume through a tiny, a tiny vessel. And then... And it bursts. So. Well, it, well, Anyways. yeah. So it, they don't obviously a car is not going to burst because you're trying to push oil through a right. small. But exact right. great example because you can't push this heavy thick fluid fast enough right. through these small portages. So and now we use yep. these really small ports to uh, oil tensioners. Um, uh, right. You know, uh, as far as that goes, keep pressure on them or oil the guides and all that. And if it can't flow through there to those. You wear out timing chain guides real quick. You wear out tensioners, you know, bearings, the flow rate. So we've created really tight tolerances on engines because that they last longer that way and they, they run better and all that than it does loose. But you need the right flow weight rate of a of fluid to make everything stay lubricated as you do inside the uh, human body. Yeah, it's a. Uh... You know, as we're speaking, I'm thinking about, uh, I was looking at a, a book. I'm a voracious reader. I'm looking at a book about suspension, the different types of bridges. Uh-huh. It's like, how do you design a bridge if you, if you never designed one before? Well, and when I look at some of that stuff, I think to myself, uh, just like some of the automotive st- stuff, which is less critical i mean you can build an engine and see if it works right but you build a bridge you're like well let's see what happens (laughs) you know i i i was well prime example i was driving uh up up north up 15 and you know that humongous uh concrete bridge as you are going up towards almost to fallbrook it's like very north escondido between escondido fall you you know it's humongous like it's it's up really high and you look at that arch of concrete and you think to yourself why is that thing never falling down like why why, what makes it you know so somebody way smarter than me figured out how they could do this and those those people are engineers they figured it all out but uh um i don't want to stand under it during an earthquake either so I'm just telling you, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and, then, and then I was listening to uh, the radio talking about Elon Musk sending this uh, rocket to the, to uh, Mars. And, and I'm thinking this, how how in, in carnation did they figure out all the engineering of the valves and the hoses and the fluids and, you know, less pressure, more pressure. It's like human beings never cease to amaze me. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that when you're doing that kind of stuff, exploration like that, it's it's trial and error. You you look at well, it is you know. I mean, we we've yeah. said, we've had a yeah. lot of things fail trying to go to Mars, et cetera. You know, so right. luckily there's not yeah. people on it. So therefore, I mean, the air costs a lot of money, but it doesn't cost life. So um, right. you know, I guess that's acceptable. But uh, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It is for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. So. All right. Uh, say, say hi to Kevin for me. I will do so, Bodie. Good talking to you. Have a wonderful, safe week. And stay warm out there, man.
Um, yeah, <laughs> job number one. <laughs> job number one. Take care, my friend. Have a good weekend. Ciao, thank you. Oh, bye. Bye. All right, folks, give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. Always great to talk to Bodie. 1-888-344-1170. We're going to take our last break here real quick. You listen to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer, San Diego, 1170 and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I appreciate you joining me this morning here on the AM 1170 and 96.1 FM. Good stuff for sure. Do you want to remind you folks that Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other automotive-related battery at the West Automotive Group. If there's an interstate battery, if you need a battery for your vehicle, then get in. We'll get you an interstate battery installed. That's what I meant to say. It is the number one technician-recommended battery worldwide, no question about it. And if you ask 99% of the technicians what battery they're running in their vehicle, they'd say an interstate battery. At least if they're smart, they would. Anyway, um, they are the highest quality batteries out there, all kidding aside. So that's why um, I love the relationship that I have with them. Interstate Batteries here of San Diego is an amazing organization for sure. Uh, if you need a battery for any other need, though, they have batteries for everything. So check them out. 9345 Cab Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate Battery, a battery for every need. Highest quality, great stuff for sure. All right, let's uh, see what's going on with Carol. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Brian. I want to thank you as a senior for um, all your informative um, information and and your good nature and your good sense of humor. And I just appreciate your program. Well, thank you. And you're welcome. And I, I have a 2005 Toyota Camry. And it's clicking along pretty good, 114000 Of course, I'm a senior. I don't really <laughs> go a lot of places. But um, I, uh, you know, have recently been told to transfer over to the synthetic. And, mm-hmm. I, and you're so good at explaining things. And I just wondered if you, and I have, but I wondered if you'd explain to me why that's a good thing to do. Well, so... Um you almost can't buy conventional oil anymore. So a lot of people have gone to a synthetic blend at, at the West automotive group years ago, we switched it because we, I put together a really great deal to full synthetic on everything. And the reason why is so many cars require it, but to be honest with you, full synthetic oil, um, unlike conventional or synthetic blend doesn't, doesn't break down as quickly. So it's just a better quality oil without question. So, and because the cost of it now is not, I mean, before synthetic oil used to be crazy expensive. It, it's not, we're using a lot of it now. So, um, made the price come down on, it's not, not so bad. And we use it in every, everything. So, um, we don't carry anything else. So it's a good move on your part. It, it only does better for your engine versus there's no downside. Okay, I appreciate it. I just can I sneak in one more question? Sure, anytime. Okay. <laughs> um, I have recently had a, a, a slow leak, so they 
told me it wasn't, you know, didn't have to be addressed right away mm-hmm. uh, with the power steering fluid. You know, it's kind of leaking on a part that, that is kind of down below it. Okay. And uh, so they said, they gave me an estimate, said I'd need to remove and install and the steering rack and pinion. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And, uh, and so uh, I just would like you to... Uh, I, I Googled it, but to explain that a little bit more to me. Well, the rack and pinion is actually what uh, controls the front wheels turning left or right. Now, yeah. the, the inner seals on those sometimes leak into the bellows boot. Um, it depends on how bad a leak it is. Are you seeing any fluid on the ground at all? Oh, not on the ground. No, it's just kind of on those parts. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's leaking probably in, in, into the boot there. Uh, depending on what it... I've seen those seep. And if they're seeping, um, depends on how much. But uh, usually it's yeah. not a big deal. But um, yes, if you, if it starts to actually truly leak, then it's time to replace it. Um, we don't like power steering fluid leaking out. It, it, it is a flammable fluid. If it's just seeping into that boot, though, it's not hitting the ground and it's not going to be getting onto anything else except for inside that boot. So um, the one problem you got to be careful with when it comes to any type of yeah. oil, whether it's engine or power steering oil, if we start getting yeah. it on suspension bushings, other rubber bushings, uh, control oh. arm bushings, they, they start to come apart because they're, they're not meant to have oil on them. Um, but I doubt that's the oh. case with your vehicle. So, And before replacing the power steering, you might just want to get a, a second opinion and make sure that, you know, that's truly what, because it's an expensive repair to replace that. Yeah, yeah. They, they gave me an estimate it was going to be, you know, $1,000, $1,043. Yeah, yeah. It's an expensive part to replace. So, but the good news is your little Camry's well worth it. That's a good little car. So, um, but Boy, uh, it is. Yeah. But if you need us to take a look to, to verify that for you, I'm okay. happy to do so. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Carol. You have a wonderful, safe weekend. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You too. Have Bye. a great day. Bye. So she has really good questions. I like those. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, sometimes the only concern that I have with calling out leaks and stuff uh, versus what's a seep or not. So when we look look at different uh, uh, vehicles, um, we've had people come in, say that they had leaks from something. They're not seeing anything on the ground, which can be the case. You can actually, like we talk about coolant can be leaking and creates these stalagmites all over the place um, and not leak on the ground. But we put up the car, look at it, and we go, holy smokes, this thing's been leaking for a while. Um, same thing with the like power steering uh, racks leaking into the bellows boots. You may not see it until it's quite an active leak. So just depends on how bad. So as far as that goes. All right. Let's see what Frank's up to today. What's up to Frank? Good morning, gentlemen. What's happening? Well, uh, I was just wondering, you know, since I only get out to see you guys maybe once a year anymore, uh, what if I came by and just drank your coffee? Oh, that's fine. You've got the best coffee, I swear. <laughs> we actually have a lot of clients that just stop by every now and then, you know, and have a cup of coffee. Oh, my to goodness. Get, especially ones yeah. that, that are, you, are used to be in regularly all the time. So, sure, come by and have a cup of coffee with the guys. They're always happy to chat with you. Yeah, I I, uh, I got a chance to meet Carl and George out there. Nice. And, uh, and I, they worked on my... my uh, my little uh, Nero, you know, that uh, you recommended last week, and I finally got that in there and taken care of. They changed the transmission fluid on it. Oh, perfect. 
Yeah, you know, I wish I would have done. Is you know, uh, with my uh, with my truck, I uh, I send the oil in and have it uh, uh, analyzed. You know, well, once a year. Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd have done that with that transmission fluid and see how how it would have checked out. But he said it. He said it didn't look bad, but it didn't look good either. So well, <laughs> and was- we we want you really want to change the transmission fluid when it looks good. I mean, you really yeah. do. You know, I, that's what we want to keep it looking good. That's the whole idea. And if we do so, then it keeps the inside of the transmission looking good. That, that, uh, people's theory when they used to say to me, like, well, it doesn't look dirty. Well, uh, good. We don't want it dirty. Yeah. So let's change yeah. it now and it'll stay clean. And that's why we do it by mileage and time. Yeah, I don't even know if they have a filter in there or anything that filters anything out. They you do. Know, when, you know, when you're rubbing something out the first time around, you know, uh, and uh, like I said, it, it doesn't have the, the pan like the other one does. Oh, it's strain and fill. There is a screen yeah. inside that trans, but it's only replaced then uh, uh, when if you have to go inside and work on the tranny, actually take it apart. So in other words, yeah. it's not uh, replaced. But keeping the fluid clean is easy. Drain and refill it, uh, and it'll yeah. keep that tranny working a lot longer without problems. Hey, you fellas talking about the oil and changing the oils uh, uh, and the weights. Mm-hmm. I remember when I my, my first car was a, uh, a 51 Chevy. <laughs> 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 and uh, there used to be a place, I don't know if you guys had them back in, uh, in Ohio, but they called them Hudson Oil. Yeah, I remember the name. They, they used to sell them in the courts. In the glass jars. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I used to go in there and get get uh, two quarts of oil and and uh, fifty cents worth of gas. <laughs> but uh, and then when you you started up in the morning, you know it would smoke so bad you'd think somebody stole your car. Cause you couldn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> Do you remember? Then after that, they went to like Quaker State and all them had the paper cans with the uh, oh. steel tops on them and you had you had that the the pour spout that you chunk through the top of them um oh, yeah and when the sides would collapse what a pain <laughs> oh yeah oil all over uh, the place uh, yep yep yeah i remember those days i do yeah and, and you know being in back then and uh, you probably didn't run across it but you, i know your dad did in the winter time you know we'd change it to 20 weight because we couldn't We'd uh, and, and thirty to forty weight during the summer, you know. Yeah, it was too thick to yeah. run in the winter time. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and snow tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to have studded yeah. tires and all that, which they uh, they. I so grew up. I, I have up a, in Iowa. Oh, so you know, yeah. but I have a good friend that's in the automotive business in Winnipeg. And they actually, what I when I first met him, and he's like, it's tire change season. This is when we expect expect the vehicles twice a year. I said, tire change. He's like, oh yeah, we put the winter tires on. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah. oh yeah, this you have to. It's a law. So then they store. They have. And he had like five thousand square foot. He had like a fifteen thousand square foot facility. Ten thousand of it was repair and service. Five thousand of it was tire storage. So they would oh, charge yeah. these people to store their tires. So in the summertime, you stored their winter tires, and then they would come in and they you'd put their winter tires on, and you put the summer tires on the rack, and you store them. Why? Why it was winter? So a very interesting yeah. concept that I never actually thought of. You know, the other thing that I never ever saw when i was a kid is it snow all the time right and we had snow tires right that you could put on oh yeah, yeah. but nobody ever had cables or chains i came out here to southern california they're like well you can't go up in the snow without your cables or chains i was like well, i got a four-wheel drive truck 
Well, yeah, but yeah. You, can't, you, know, you can't, you can't, you got to have, you know, so very interesting. They do have, they do work well. Cables and chains work well. So, um, I get the whole process except for, I've seen a front wheel drive Audi, uh, up in the snow with the, with the cables on the rear of the car. Wasn't working out so well. So <laughs> you, you really need to know what tires to put your cables and chains on. It's important. Do you remember the studded tires? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- this gentleman here, he was 16 years old and, and uh, it was a pretty cold winter back then, and, and the river would freeze over. We'd uh, get on, and I used to have a, I had a, a 61 Ford at that time. Mm-hmm. I drove that sucker. We used to go out and, and race on the ice. <laughs> <in> the <river. laughs> I don't even think it freezes over anymore. The weather's changed quite a bit, but yeah. oh my goodness, some of the stupid things we used to do. Hey, that was all growing up. What, how, yeah, what's the song say? I'm glad I wasn't as smart when I was young as I am now because it would have been a lot less fun. So it's all good. It's all good. I got one more thing here. I, sure. I, uh, I, you know, um, I changed the oil on that thing myself so I don't feel completely worthless. I mean, needless to say, it's right there in the front. And you can, I drive up on my little ramp and change oil. But uh, during the summer, I was using the, the uh, 530. Uh-huh. And uh, during the winter, I put in the uh, uh, 020. Is, is that, you think that makes a difference? Well, what does that car call for? It calls for both of those. Too. Oh, you could go. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the winners here really aren't that big a deal. So you could Uh stick with 530 through and through. That's really for, they give those, like if you lived up in Minnesota or someplace like that, then it's a good idea to go to that lighter weight oil. Either way, it's not going to hurt the car. You can run either one. Yeah. It calls for the zero 20 on, on the, uh, the cap. Gotcha. uh, You know, I, when I talked to you last week or whenever it was, uh, I told you I was getting ready to go up. The Canadian border. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might as well put the lighter weight in there. Yeah, the zero twenty is a good good run oil for sure. If that's what it's called for, you should be able to yeah. run that year round. Yeah. yeah, and where's Kevin? I miss his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Kevin, Kevin uh, um, is uh, been going through some treatments. He got sick, so um, that's why oh, that's he's sorry. he's been really low on energy. That's the only reason why he hasn't been here. He'll be back. I just talked to him uh, uh, yesterday afternoon again, so um, he's he's doing well and all that. But uh, um, yeah, looking forward to getting my brother back here soon. Yeah, uh, but thanks for asking. I, I know. As, uh, I know. As we we get a little older, the I go into the checkup. And next thing you know, they're cutting into me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I so been out doing it. I did do some walking yesterday, though. <laughs> I did uh, 10,000 waiting for the car to get taken care of. Perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> Some good steps yeah. in it's there. It's a little chilly this morning. Yeah. It is a little cold I, I this morning. I tell you morning. what, I, I'm in, today I'm installing my uh, Genie uh, garage door opener. Nice. Last one I had, last one I had it, it was a Genie, and uh, I don't, I wouldn't recommend that. Son of a bitch went out on me in, <laughs> in uh, 40 years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. That was a good run. Yeah, well, you know, I got tired of opening it and closing it by hand. So I said, I'm going to replace this sucker. There you go. Listen, hey, <clears throat> my best to Kevin. And, and, you know, I haven't heard from your dad for a while. Yeah, he's on hold yeah. on line four right now, to be honest with you. Well, I then just let saw, me get off the I'll, get, I'll get down to them here. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, Always no, good to talk to you, Frank. Frank wishes his best, okay? Will do, sir. Take care now. And thank you for thank you for those guys out there. I tell you, you got some fine employees. Thank you so much. I appreciate your comments. It means a lot. All right. You take care. Take Bye. care, Frank. Bye. 
So uh, Frank always has great questions, too. God, I love, love talking to all you guys. I'm going to grab Rand real quick in Santee. What's happening, Rand? Hey, and when Hugo came out with the four-door model, they started calling it the Wego. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> that was That's such an interesting car. Most people don't yeah, know what I'm... Car and driver, motor trend, one of those guys came up with that years oh, ago. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was calling about, uh, you know, the subject of rodents and the insulation on the wiring and the vehicles. Oh, God, yeah. Well, uh, you usually mention Honda as being one of the latecomers to change over to something that was uh, rodent-proof, basically. But I've got a uh, 2017 Pacifica, mm-hmm. and I don't see any evidence of chewing on the insulation on the wiring. Mm-hmm. But I have seen uh, rat droppings twice in the past couple of months on top of the uh, engine cover. So gotcha. I've been spraying peppermint oil in there. There you go. Uh, last, last, like once a week, uh, last few weeks. But what I'm wondering is... Has anybody else not changed over? Uh, um, no. The, and what the problem was, they they started making insulation. It, it was cheaper and 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 environmentally friendly. So they it was soy based. Well, they didn't right. give any much thought to the fact that well, a rodent might think that's a good thing to chew on, which is what attracted them so much to it. Yeah, I don't think anybody else is doing that now. They, everybody's gone back to, to to regular insulation on those. So, um, but still, they okay. will still chew on that stuff. They don't, you know. So if you get one, enough in there, they they can do some damage for sure. You're not seeing anything on the Chrysler products in the last several years? Not specifically, no. Not unless yeah, okay. the car's just parked in a perfect spot for them. But, uh, well, might, yeah, it might just be some other reason, but we'll keep spraying the peppermint spray just in case. Yeah, I would too. No question about Alrighty. it. All right, Rand. Hey, Thank thanks for listening. Good talking to you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you're going to have to do this quick, Pop. I got like a minute and a half. Yeah. Well, first, uh, say hey to Frank and Bodie. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad they called in. Uh, and, and talking about the viscosity uh, back in the day before they had the multi-viscosity uh, oils, uh, when they first came out with them, most of us out here was a little skeptical mm-hmm. that they could do that. And and so uh, we uh, we had to we fought that for a while before we finally switched over to the uh, multi viscosity uh, oils. And uh, back in the day with the old Corvairs, uh, where they had the uh, the oil sensor mounted, of course the engine was in the rear, lying on its side, and uh, the only way you knew that uh, and the plug. Uh, the the, the the plastic around the uh, the sensing unit uh, had the, uh, the propensity to blow, mm. and, and and when it blew, I mean, all it, of your oil was just expelled, expelled and smoking. And, it, and if you didn't notice that you uh, had a uh, an oil light, uh, you were in trouble. Gotcha. You better gotcha. you better shut that puppy down right now. And that what I used to do when pop, I get my Hey, Pop, on. I got to roll, man. Hey, 30 seconds out. Hey, I love you, man. Hey, San Diego, everybody else out there, thanks for tuning in. You guys are what make the show. Dad, sorry I had to cut you off. It is what it is. They they run. It's called a hard break in this business, and that's what we're running up against. So everybody be safe. Next Saturday, return for Auto Talk Radio, 7 to 8 a.m. Take care.
answers to all your automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.